Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, 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 what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you are listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the boards, producer, engineer. Kevin, what up? Yo, Reggie, great to be back as always. Uh, love chatting with you and love to hear your thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be back. We got a, we got a good slate for y'all this week. And thank you. I just want to thank everybody. I'm saying, Kevin, cut the music. Cut the music real quick. Because I got to thank everybody out there for tuning in. Like, every week we just grow. And there's some weeks where we dip a little bit and then it comes back up and we got people around the world listening. And this is a labor of love for me, right? Because I get paid to do another talk show. This is the talk show that I pay for out of my pocket and Kevin does it out of the kindness of his heart. He gets paid a little bit, but it's a little bit. And we are just so thankful that people are paying attention, listening to this, and we just want to keep growing. So thank you so much. Please share it with your friends. If you like something that you hear, share that's the way we get this thing around and i'm gonna get back on topic this week we are going to talk about week eight in the nfl there was some interesting stuff that happened we're going to talk about scotty pippen and michael jordan at blows they're angry kevin i don't know if you've seen that scotty pippen got a new book coming out called unguarded and he is taking unguarded shots at mj we're also going to touch on the tragedy that befell a young lady at the hands of Henry Ruggs III, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders. But first up. Week 8 in the NFL is in the books, and it was a terrible book, Kevin. (laughs) There was no good, I mean, there was really no good games. Again, this is like two weeks in a row. Bad games. However, my team, the 49ers, did win a game against the Bears, and it wasn't a good game. It was hard to watch. Your team, the Rams, uh, beat up on the Texans. Uh, Not a good game. You know what I'm saying? Hard to watch. But unless you're a fan, right? Um, Such not, a blowout. They good. sat everyone I mean, at the beginning of the fourth and could have had a shutout, but let them exactly. throw up a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. And they let the the betters uh, they left the betters angry because I'm sure the betters were looking at a a certain um, point spread that did not come to fruition. Um, the Eagles beat the hell out of the Lions. The Lions are atrocious. They're atrocious. They might go defeated. Right. Uh, They might go defeated. They will be the first because this year, remember, we are playing 17 games. They might be the first 0 and 17 team ever, ever. They're they're terrible. And it all starts with the man running the show at quarterback, Jared Goff, or as I've been calling him since I've known him, Jared Goffle. He's terrible. And you are right. Just terrible. <laughs> Thank you. And I've been right forever. At one time, I had people try to tell me they would take Jared Goff over Colin Kaepernick. What? He is just atrocious. Look at this. 44-6. to six. They lost to the Eagles with Jalen Hurts quarterbacking that team. Jalen Hurts, an average NFL quarterback, beat the brakes off the Lions. Terrible. And, hey, you can't be mad at the Lions because 
they didn't really they didn't go all in for any quarterback that they they knew that Stafford wasn't going to work out for them. They didn't have a team around to make it worth his while for him to be there. So they said, "Okay, cool. We will trade this to get some assets. We're not going to go all in in this draft because we don't love any of these quarterbacks here." And that's what more teams need to do. A lot of times in this NFL draft, you get people just wish casting. We talked about wish casting, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago, right? People just wish cast their way into squinting and thinking that this might be their guy. Happens more with quarterbacks than any other position because that's the position that changes the fortune of your team more than any other position. The Lions said, no, there is nobody here that's going to change our lives, so we're good. We're not going to be able to get up to get to number one. We're not going to trade for the second, third, or whatever other picks that we need. No, we're good. We'll stay here, deal with Jared Goffel, and make a move later, right? Good on them. But they're going to 0-17. I'm not going to predict 0-17, but it's looking very likely. If I had a magic eight ball, it would say, uh, seems likely, right? I think that that is, is what is going to happen here. Your team, Kevin, made a big move uh, going on and getting, uh, what's his name, Von Miller. Miller from the Broncos. Yeah, they're trying to buy their way into the Super Bowl. The rich. But, hey, hey, kudos to them. They went all in. The Rams have been going all in. All They pushed the chips to the middle and said, call. They called all in. And all and do they have any weaknesses? I don't know if they have any weaknesses now because they fixed everything. They've got a quarterback. We're going to see how Stafford does when it comes to the playoffs because he's had good teams before and just couldn't get over the hump, right? Stafford, they don't have a question mark at quarterback. They've got, uh, you know, their backup running back went down, but they got Daryl Henderson Jr. that came in and has played just fine. So they've got running backs. They got Sony Michelle backing him up. They got receivers, although they just let go of Deshaun Jackson. They don't need him, right? They don't need a guy who's going to take the top off the defense. And Deshaun Jackson pretty much only just runs uh, fades and go routes. So eh, I don't know if they really needed him. I think it was probably best for both of them. They let him go, and he wanted to go somewhere else where he could be, you know, more part of their game plan. They got Cooper Cup, who is balling. And and shout out to Justin, who was on the show with us a couple of weeks ago, one of my best friends. He's been screaming Cooper Cup since I could – when Cooper Cup was in college, he was saying – Man, the 49ers need to draft Cooper Cup. He's going to be special. And I was like, man, who the hell is Cooper Cup? And now I'm like, damn, he was right about Cooper Cup. He, he, was, he was damn right about Cooper Cup. Y'all got a defense. Von Miller is about to be there with Aaron Donald on the line and Leonard Floyd. Oh, my God. Von Miller ain't even the Von Miller from the, from the heyday of the Broncos. But Von Miller, single covered? Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Floyd is having an amazing, you know, a, a great career because he plays with Aaron Donald. They brought in Von Miller to be a pass rusher as well. Cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas. Because what do we know about the Tampa Bay Bucks, who everybody thinks, although the Rams already beat the hell, beat them, right? You got to move Tom Brady around. He can't just sit back there untouched. Man, they about to touch the hell out of Tom Brady with Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Floyd. And then you got Jalen Ramsey back there. And the oh my God, it is about to, it's just it ain't fair. It just ain't fair, Kevin. Y'all came up big, but I tell you, I tell you what, what y'all heard at, uh, y'all might as well not even send anybody to the draft. Don't don't send, don't send the scouts, don't send anybody, because y'all ain't got no picks. Y'all ain't got no picks. You better win this Super Bowl. If you don't win the Super Bowl, Fire everybody.
That's that's just what it's got to be. Fire everybody. We had some big injuries uh, this week. My boy Jameis Winston. Oh, man, it hurts. I really wanted him to get, have a good year. And he was having a good year, man. And he was on pace to – I mean, he was on pace to throw like 30 touchdowns and only have like 10 interceptions or so, 10 or 12 interceptions. Oh, man, my heart breaks for Jameis Winston because I – that dude's been through it, man. Been been to the highs, been to the lows, and and, and getting no money. And so now, what I'm gonna be interested to see is what happens this offseason after Jameis has put up a good quarter, almost uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, almost a third of a season with good to great stats. Is somebody gonna pay him like a starting quarterback, or is he gonna get the shaft again? We shall see. Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry gone. Uh, go ahead and mail in your season. It's a wrap. It is over. If you rely on Ryan Tannehill and them two receivers who can't ever stay off the injured list, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And it's devastating, man, because that dude is that whole team. He is that offense. And now they're in trouble. You got the Cleveland Browns and the terrible Baker Mayfield. Just terrible. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 15 to 10 this weekend, Kevin. 15 to 10. I, and they drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall. Used capital to get up to get this man. And now look at what they got. And we keep having the drama with Odell Beckham Jr. Trade deadline came and went. They didn't get rid of Odell. Why? I don't know. I was talking with a friend uh, earlier today, and he was saying, well, you know, they got to give away too much, uh, take a big cap hit. They're taking the cap hit either way. Cut cut it. It's a sunk cost. Sunk cost. You spent the money. You gave him the guaranteed money. It's a wrap. He's not giving you the return that you expect for a dude who's on your books for $14 with the base salary. Cut him. Let it go. Or you should have tried to trade him. But now the reports came out earlier today that the coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski, has sent Odell Beckham home and said he's essentially not with the team. There's other reports that said that, you know, he's the teammates say he's been good. He's been putting on a good face. He shows up. But he's got to be mad. And his dad was out there tweeting and posting stuff saying that Baker just must be hating on his son. <laughs> his dad was a former, you know, uh, NFL running back. And he's saying, you know, my son wide open showing clips where, where – OBJ is wide ass open. Now, I'm not saying OBJ doesn't have any faults. He has dropped some passes. And this past week, uh, there was a throw that he could have went up for to get, but he kind of alligator armed it and made a business decision. And I'm not mad at him. For who? For what? This dude right here, don't be throwing me the ball when I'm open. I get the frustration. Let him go. Send him on his way. Cut him. People saying OBJ is washed up. Okay, well, let him wash up on somebody else's shore because I guarantee if you cut him, there's going to be a bunch of boats out there with some nets trying to get trying to pick up an OBJ. Are you out your damn mind? I wish they would cut him. Man, we talked about this before. If he found a way to get to the Ravens, that's why they're not going to cut him. They might chill on him the rest of this year. He might just chill because he's not giving them anything anyways. So let him sit at home. Collect his money. That's what they're going to do. And then they'll try to trade him in the offseason for a bag of peanuts and some cap relief because 
He's got two years left on on this deal. So, and that's next year and the year after that at a base salary of about $14 million. They don't want to just eat that, right? So they're going to try to trade him, have somebody take him and take that salary and get some relief. But it's over. It's over. He, he's, he's playing with a quarterback he doesn't believe in. The quarterback is trash and the team is going nowhere. So end it. Cut bait. The man Aaron Rodgers. Caught that vid, Kevin. Did you hear about that? I did not see that report. He got COVID? Aaron Rodgers uh, came up positive for COVID. Ooh. He is out for this week's game versus uh, who are they playing this week? The, the Packers are playing the Chiefs. So the Chiefs get to see Aaron Love. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, or Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is out for this Sunday's game because he had COVID. And guess what we also found out? Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated against COVID-19. And he needs a haircut. Yeah, he needs a haircut. He's also uh, unvaccinated. While during the whole season, insinuating to people that he was. Not necessarily his teammates, because I'm sure they knew that he was going through COVID protocols and, you know, not being able to be with the team and certain things of, of that nature. But it was never disclosed to anybody. Uh, reporters once asked him if he was uh, vaccinated, and he said, I am immunized. Immunized, right? He didn't specifically say he is vaccinated for COVID-19, but he said he is immunized, which could mean, you know, rubella, polio, uh, all that stuff, right? Dysentery, any other thing that we can find on Oregon Trail. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers will not get anything uh, death-defying from, from, uh, from Oregon Trail. But COVID-19, he was not vaccinated for, and he kind of insinuated along the line that he was. There was a press conference where he talked about, you know, um, you know, I understand guys who aren't vaccinated and they're making a personal choice just the same way that, I, you know, I take my time and look up on things, but I don't judge them. What do you mean you don't judge them? You are them, dog. What is going on here? And now I just got to throw him into the same list of people. Like, just be honest. Why can't you just say, I am not vaccinated. This is my choice. This is what I'm going to do. I respect that more than somebody coming out here and being false with it. Eh, yeah, 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 I'm immunized. Yeah, we all immunized to a degree about, I mean, most people, if you went to public school, you immunized. If you came to this country as a foreigner, you immunized. We are asking if you are vaccinated for COVID-19, which killed a lot of people over the last year, shut down the world globally, the economy globally, basically shut down your, your, your sport, shut down the NBA for a while, cost millions of dollars and lost millions of lives. But we're asking if you're vaccinated and you come up with I'm immunized. Come on, man. Come on. So, the Kansas City Chiefs get to play Jordan Love, and they just won a game where they looked very average. Now they get a chance to play against a team with their backup quarterback and see if they can get another win and get to five and four. Crazy, man. This, this, this COVID thing, this COVID protocol. And I get, I see why Green Bay never said a damn thing because the same way with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's been vaccinated or still unvaccinated, but. When you got a guy like that, you ain't shaking the boat with him. If he don't want to get vaccinated, okay, we'll just take our lumps and deal with it. But you see how Cam Newton got dealt with in New England. He didn't want to get the he didn't want to get that jab, and they got him up out the paint because he wasn't producing enough. These two dudes are their franchise. They make the choices they make, and the choice that Aaron Rodgers made. Who knows? It's not I mean, like we said, like everybody knows. Just because you have the vaccine, don't mean you ain't gonna catch COVID. But 
it, 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 it lowers your chance of not ever catching the damn thing if you got the vaccine. So here we are. Week nine in the NFL is going to be interesting. We shall see. Reggie Watkins, I'm probably right. Be back after the break. So, Kevin, did you watch The Last Dance, the documentary about uh, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan and the Bulls? Oh, it was great, yes. Yeah, great, great documentary. And it came while we was all shut down in COVID, remember? Uh, we was all yep. in a lockdown. Perfect timing, right? Everybody was locked on it, watching it. And, um, you know, so so Last Dance is about the Chicago Bulls and their 97, 98 season, I want to say, or is it the 96, 97 season? I don't remember. Um, but one of the sympathetic figures that come along in this documentary is one Scottie Pippen. Um, he is a sympathetic figure in some sorts, and in some ways, he's also a punching bag in the documentary. And Scottie Pippen has taken uh, offense with this. He's talking about it now, and he's been on some talk shows. He has a uh, article in GQ where he goes on about it because he got a book coming out. It's called Unguarded, Scottie Pippen, and um, he basically is saying, you know, Jordan was condescending, wasn't a great teammate. And he really didn't like the way that he was portrayed in The Last Dance. And what you have to remember, when you watch The Last Dance, um, it was supposed to be about The Last Dance with the Bulls, but mainly it comes off as a Jordan is great, and y'all got to remember how great Jordan was. That's what I kind of took from it, right? Uh, it wasn't all about – I mean, they, they went into some some of the teammates. You know, They went into Scotty's story a little bit. Uh, they went into uh, Steve Kerr's story just a little bit, some Dennis Rodman, right? But the main thing was Michael Jordan and how great Michael Jordan was and how great the Bulls were and how this all thing came together. Scottie Pippen, in some of these episodes, is shown taking uh, coming, coming to the Bulls as a young dude from, I think he went to Central Arkansas uh, College, comes to the Bulls and, you know, has to learn how to be tougher and all this stuff. And Michael Jordan is is seen to have kind of bloomed him into being his Robin, where Michael Jordan is the Batman. Scottie Pippen gets a horrible contract that he signs because, I mean, Scottie Pippen came from uh, a poor family. He was, you know, family was sick, pops was sick, needed to take care of his family. And so he signed a deal that, that uh, Jerry Reinsdorf tells him in the documentary, don't sign this deal, you're going to regret it. Because Scottie Pippen couldn't see the forest for the trees. He didn't know that the NBA was about to explode and more money would be coming later on if he sat there and waited and took a smaller deal now. But you can't blame the man because he didn't have no money, family didn't have no money, he took what he could get, boom, boom, boom. Turns out later on, he should have waited because he could have got more money. Bam. Jordan never advocated for that man to get more money. He said, ah, yeah, he signed a deal. That was not a deal, right? You would think that Michael Jordan, greatest player in the world, greatest teammate, supposed to be the, the best player ever, he would go to bat for these cats getting more money, getting their deals better, right? No. Jordan kind of throws him under the bus when he's talking about Scottie Pippen uh, and that famous playoff series where Phil Jackson drew up the final play for Tony Kukoc and Scottie Pippen would not go back in the game because he felt disrespected that the shot should be for him because he was that dude and been with that team for so long. Tony Kukoc goes on to make the shot. Scottie Pippen looks like 
uh, the heel for not being in the game. Michael Jordan's not even on that team, but Michael Jordan talks about it in The Last Dance, not around Scottie Pippen, but to his own camera, talking about it, and, you know, he was wrong for that. Yeah, 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 right? Michael Jordan also throws Scottie Pippen on the bus when he talks about Scottie Pippen getting, uh, I guess, his foot surgery on company time instead of being there uh, rehabbing in the summer, getting it done in the summer and rehabbing and being ready to play with the team. So let's 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 go back over this. Scottie Pippen is on one of the worst deals in NBA history for a top 10 NBA player of that time. He gets hurt on company time. But Michael Jordan and the Bulls want him to, during his summer, get this surgery and take care of himself when they haven't given him any more money, haven't restructured any deal, said that he was not going to get any advancement. They mad at him for using company time to rehab. And that is the crux of this Scottie Pippen situation. Scottie Pippen says that each episode was the same. Michael on the pedestal, his teammates secondary, smaller. The message no different from when he referred to us back then as his supporting cast. From one season to the next, we received little or no credit whenever we won, but the bulk of the criticism when we lost. Michael could shoot six for 24 from the field, commit five turnovers, and he was still in the minds of the adoring press and public, the errorless Jordan. And I don't see where the lie is. I don't see where the lie is. And I don't understand. I just, I always have this, this conversation, this argument with people, because as you may know, Kevin, and most people that listen to this know, I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I think Michael Jordan and Steph Curry are the most entertaining basketball players I've ever seen. But I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player. When I say basketball player, I mean does everything on a basketball court that helps you win. He's big. He can defend multiple, multiple positions on the floor. He passes. He rebounds. He scores. That's all you want from a basketball player. Does he, do, does he score better than Michael Jordan? Nah, but he scores almost at the same clip that Michael Jordan, basically like Michael Jordan. I mean, LeBron's averaged, what, 27 points a game for his career? I'll take that. But then he also gives you seven assists a game for his career, and it's going up because he's a, he's a point guard now. Michael Jordan giving you seven to eight assists a game? No, he did not. He's also giving you seven or eight rebounds a game. Michael Jordan give you that? No, he is not. So that's why, that's why I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. But the problem is when you talk to the Jordan disciples, which is what I call them, there is no rationale with them. I'm listening to people all day go in on Scottie Pippen. Man, Scottie Pippen a punk. Scottie Pippen whack for saying this. Scottie Pippen's just saying the same thing that you LeBron haters say about LeBron. LeBron, there's people who don't want to play with LeBron because they get, LeBron gets all the credit and the teammates get all the, the blame. Where have I heard that before? I just heard it right now from Scottie Pippen. Man, well, Scottie Pippen tripping. He shouldn't be saying, why? Why? Why is Michael Jordan above reproach? And, and the argument that Michael Jordan is the GOAT and can never be touched is just asinine. If that's the case, if Michael Jordan in the league in the 90s and the 80s, in that NBA, that's supposed to be so tough, right? Supposed to be so tough. 
how come there was only a handful of European players or anybody else from around the world in that league? It's just evolution. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Listen to this. From 79 to 85, the NBA got three players within six years that revolutionized the NBA. Revolutionized the game. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Three players came in and changed the way the game was played. That's not happening in 2021. That's not happening in 2010. You get you get Steph Curry, who's changing the way that people play because he's he's bringing back the little guy with the three point game. That change numbers analytics that change the way people play the game. You're not getting transcendent players like that who are going to revolutionize because the game is going for everybody is great. Listen, the fact that LeBron James had a period where he got his teams to the finals eight straight years in this league is a testament to how great that dude is. He got his teams, not a team. You're not going to see the Chicago Bulls basically won six straight championships in a row. That is not a strong league. That is a league that has no parity. Well, what about the Patriots? The Patriots won five championships over 17 years. That's a seven, not a six year, not, not six and six, five and six, I'm sorry, six and 17 years. That's parody. You should never have a league where one team wins six straight times. That means that everybody else just couldn't compete. Well, Jordan was just so great. To no, that means they were so much better than everybody else. Also in an era where free agency was just starting to bud. You've got LeBron James taking a team to eight straight finals. In an in a NBA era where there's free agency, where if they can find you, they will. if you have talent, they will find you in any small crack of the world. Anywhere. This is a global game now. Le- Michael Jordan's game was not a global NBA. That was America and a few dudes sprinkled in from around the world. Now you've got people everywhere playing in the NBA. Every team has two great players. It just is what it is. And so for Scottie Pippen to call it out and say, and and why is Michael Jordan above reproach? How come he can't be a bad teammate? How come he can't be a bad dude? It turns into, well, Michael was just the most competitive dude to ever walk the earth. No, he wasn't. He was just a bad dude. And it's okay, but just call it like it is. He was he got in a fight and punched Steve Kerr in the face. He never heard LeBron punching none of his teammates in the face. He wouldn't even call Will Purdue by his name. He he called him Will Vanderbilt because he said you ain't even good enough to be playing at Purdue. What? He was making short jokes about Jerry Krause to the man's face and behind his back on camera. He brought. The man brought his a high school teammate to his Hall of Fame induction speech as a prop to talk about that dude making the team over him and how it fueled him, and this is what this, this guy does for a living now, and this is what I did. That's not a good dude. Anybody in the world ever did that, we would think, oh, my God, he is the worst. 
But because it's Jordan, no, nah, man, Jordan just, that's just Jordan, man. No, that's whack. Just call it whack. The same way I could call LeBron out for being whack at times, you got to be able to call Jordan out for being whack at times. You got to be able to say, yes, we understand. It's evolution. This NBA was not as good as the NBA that is now. It just isn't. The talent level is far more supreme. Faster, stronger. Well, Jordan won all the time. Yeah, he better win being the greatest player in his era when he's getting guarded by Dan Marley, John Hornacek, and John Stockton. They, these guys couldn't, they couldn't, they could not play in this NBA. Dan Marley is coming off the bench in this NBA. John Stockton is coming off the bench in 2021's NBA. Jeff Hornacek might not even be on this NBA team. Not in this NBA. It's just so much more faster, bigger, stronger, advanced. And I get it. We can say errors. Well, we can't compare the errors. Well, yeah, you can. You can say this era. These guys were dominant. But that era could not compete with this era because it's just science and technology. The people are faster, bigger, stronger, smarter. It's what happens to a society. We just advance. But for some reason, people don't want to allow that advancement when it comes to their guy, Michael Jordan. He was great. He is not better than LeBron. It just is what it is. And you don't have to be a hater because you don't think Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. That does not make you a hater. It does not make you a hater if you don't think LeBron is the best player of all time. What makes you a hater is when you castigate them like i'll never say man michael jordan oh he's man he was weak he was weak-minded he was a sucker i would never say that but you hear that about lebron all the time when people don't want to say that lebron is the greatest of all time just say that he's number two and walk on that's fine nah he ain't better than jordan nah he's great but he ain't jordan i can respect that i can't respect somebody calling the man out of his name saying he's whack or he's a bitch or this that that's just come on man you don't know these people just stop Let's keep it on the basketball court. Let's really have a discussion. And if we really discuss it and we go over the numbers, we go over the facts, LeBron James, the greatest basketball player who ever lived. Michael Jordan is really, 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 really dope. But he ain't LeBron. And Scottie Pippen told no lies in this. And yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, he's pissed off. But who wouldn't be pissed off after years of playing second fiddle to this dude who gets all the shine? Michael Jordan supposedly made $10 million for uh, his role in this documentary while the teammates didn't earn a dime. Didn't earn a dime. But they're in this documentary. Didn't get paid nothing. Michael Jordan made $10 million. Man, come on. Well, who, who, well, how, how can we not call him out on this? Come on. But this is why we love sports. This is why we love this topic, because we can go on for days arguing about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. It's a good debate. Me and my friends talk about it all the time. But they're dead wrong. And I'm probably right. We'll be back after the break. So we also had some uh, tragic news that came out of the NFL uh, this week. Uh, the early morning hours, I believe it was on Tuesday, early early Tuesday morning, uh, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver, second-year wide receiver, Henry Ruggs III, 
uh, was in an auto accident where a young woman and her dog perished uh, in Las Vegas. It was about 3.40 a.m., I guess, and Henry Ruggs III was traveling at a speed of 156 miles per hour on, uh, I guess it was Rainbow Road or Rainbow Boulevard, where he collided into the back of this young woman's car. Um, Car caught on fire, killing uh, the young woman who was trapped inside and her dog. Just unbelievably uh, sad. Uh, I guess his blood was drawn within two hours. He had a blood alcohol level of 0.161. That's more than twice the legal limit. And he was illegally in possession of a firearm. Um, that is from Hector Mejia of um, some news source, 8 News Now. Um, and I believe that's in Las Vegas. Man, so terrible to hear. Um, condolences to that woman's family. And just, yeah, can you imagine being in your car, going wherever? She could have been going on, a, she was maybe going to go visit somebody, you know, early in the morning, get her, taking her dog, and she was going on a road trip or Maybe she was, you know, she liked to take her dog out at night for a walk or, you know, anything. Who knows? Maybe she come back from her boyfriend's house late at night or, or, or somewhere. Maybe took the dog. To, you just don't never know. And you're sitting in your car and all of a sudden from behind you, you get hit and life is done. And it's just in an instant. Life is so fleeting. And, 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 and I feel sad for her family. And I feel sad for, for Henry Ruggs III because he did not, I, I, I'm, I'm 100% uh, sure, he did not think, I'm going to go out, get drunk, and slam into the back of somebody's car and kill them tonight. Young man was 22 years old. Second year player out of uh, Alabama, where he was the 12th, uh, the, the 12th pick in the draft. And it's just sad, man, because we think about this all the time. I mean, you know, and 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 I think about this. I had to talk to my son about it this weekend. You know, my son, young, went out and was doing some underage drinking, and I almost lost my mind because no, it's against the law. Don't do it. And definitely don't be driving and do are you out of your mind? Like, and these are the things that you have to but my son, fortunately, my son was not driving. He had a friend drive him because he was drunk. So he used some some discernment there. But imagine being 22 years old, a millionaire per se, right? You didn't buy that Corvette so it would so somebody else could drive it, right? You didn't buy that Corvette so it would sit in your car in your garage. You're 22 years old, you're a millionaire, you bought this car so you could flash and show it off to people. And I get it. I'm not here to castigate that young man because I remember being 22. I have driven drunk. Count. I've done it. I've done it. Oh my gosh. There was no Uber. And that's the thing. There is an Uber. There is a Lyft. There are car services. Hell, the Raiders have a car service for people to get driven from and to parties and clubs and whatever you want to do. But it's the curse of being young and dumb. This young man wanted to take his car out and, and never thought that this would happen. And I'm sure he's done it over and over before and he got home. And that's the difference. It's, it's, it's the margins are so small. 
right? He's done this before and came home and probably had great nights. And it took one time for it to go wrong. And now his career's over. This life, the, the woman's life is over. Her family is, the ripples are going to hit her family. It's going to hit his family. Because he's only two years into his rookie deal. And this isn't the rookie deals of, 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 of your, of yesterday, right? These are the rookie deals of now where he might be getting 23 million for four years and they might've given him about 8 million guaranteed or so up front, which who knows, what did he do with that money? The, the, the first year, the first year of being in the NFL, he's got family members. And I have, from what I've heard, um, I heard Keyshawn Johnson on first take where he was the breadwinner for his family. He was getting them up out of Alabama. That's gone, gone in an instant. He's in jail. He's going to go to jail for a good period of time. DUI death and reckless driving. In Las Vegas, they don't take that lightly. And so now, man, my heart breaks for this young woman and her family and for Henry Ruggs and his family because he went from overnight, overnight having the world in his hands, man, and the world's his oyster to... Hard time. The Raiders are definitely going to come after that signing bonus that they gave him because he's no longer a part of their team. He did something that caused them to, him to not be able to render his services. They're going to come after that signing bonus. So he's going to lose money there. The family of this young lady is definitely going to have civil suits because of the way that he killed their daughter or their family member. It's just sad, man. And hopefully just a cautionary tale for anybody, and especially the youth. Because as a as a 42-year-old man, the last, you know, 10 years, I mean, the last seven years of my life, I've had resources to be able to just get an Uber anytime I want. I'll take an Uber. I'll take a Lyft. I will not drive drunk. It's just too much, too much at stake. Lose, lose, lose my, my freedom hurt somebody, hurt myself, make it harder on my family to be able to do things. But anybody out there listening, dude, it's just, it's, there's just too much technology in this world for us to ever be driving drunk again. And if you can't afford to take an Uber and go out and drink, then you can't afford to go out and drink. And now people will say, yeah, but Henry Ruggs, he's a millionaire. He should have known better. Yeah, he should have known better. But at 22, did you know better all the time? And so I hope this young man goes through what he's going through. He's going to go to jail for a while. And I hope that it changes him and he understands and learns this lesson and that everybody else uses this as a lesson. Make better decisions. Make the best decision possible. Because we never know what decision is going to lead to what. Like I said, the, the margins are so small. You, he could have driven home tons of times drunk and had the greatest night of his life. And then the one time that he drove home and got in an accident turned into the worst night of his life. That's how fleeting life is and how small these margins are. But just know better and do better and make the best decision you can. Do not drive drunk. Do not drive under the influence of, of anything. It just isn't worth it. So prayers up to this young woman's family. They haven't disclosed her name yet. Prayers up to Henry Ruggs III and his family. And uh, prayers up to anybody out there who's ever dealt with something like this. And 
let's just do better. I'm Reggie Watkins. You've been listening. I'm probably right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Kevin Cleveland, for running the boards and producing engineering. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.